Welcome to episode two of the five years, five lessons, five clients special podcast series where we are celebrating my five year business anniversary. In this episode, you are going to meet Melissa, one of my dear friends and long-term inner circle clients. And we are going to dive into the topic of sales. Now, Melissa was previously a very well-paid chemical engineer and she transitioned into a fitness coaching business. And now she has a seven figure business coaching business. Now, Melissa is just a wonderful gem of a human being. She has a one-eyed cat named Pearl and that is super essential for you to know, Um, but she's just, she's the best of the best. I think when you hear her voice, you're going to be like, oh my gosh, she's the nicest person ever. And that's just how I feel about her. I love her so, so much. And the reason why I wanted her to talk about sales is because she is someone that does this so effortlessly. And yet I feel like it really took her some time to get these results. Not in that she wasn't getting results quickly, but in that she played the long game. So I remember, you know, last year where she was talking about how she was gonna structure things. And so many people, I think, you know, you launch a funnel or you launch a new program. And if you don't sell it out the first day, you get discouraged and you lose the vision and you scrap the plans and you do something different. Melissa is not that person. Melissa is wise. Melissa knew that if she put in the work to perfecting her sales process and taking her programs evergreen and leaving launches behind and going from sales calls to selling in the DM, she knew that if she put that work in, that she would see those results and now she is seeing them big time. She also, I think, just comes to sales with so much grace and with so much love and compassion and just wanting her girls, her clients to really get amazing, incredible, phenomenal results. So that is why we have her here. If you have not yet listened to episode one with Lynette, all about mindset, go tune into that. But now let's go ahead and meet Melissa. You're listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. In this show, online business coach and self-made millionaire, Sabrina Phillip shows you how to do entrepreneurship your way. She moved to Bali with $800 in her bank account and just one year later had scaled her business to seven figures. Sabrina has been featured in Forbes, Business Insider, Goldcast, and Cosmopolitan. Using her signature, intentional, manageable, profitable framework, Sabrina helps women make millions online. Currently traveling the world, tune in each week as she reveals the best tips, tricks, and strategies for creating the intentional life and business of your dreams. Here's your host, Sabrina Phillip. All right, everyone. I am so excited for today's episode because I am here joined with one of my favorite clients of all time, the Melissa Lynn. Melissa, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for inviting me. You're such a sweetheart. I'm one of your favorite Mm. clients. Of course you are. Yeah. So Melissa is a business coach. She lives in Seattle. She has a one-eyed cat named Pearl. She's building a house. She has an awesome boyfriend. She is obsessed with Disney. She is just a generally all-around amazing human just about to crack the seven figure mark. And I am just so happy to be working with her, but also so happy to have you here today. So as part of this podcast series for my five years in business, I'm talking about five of the biggest lessons I've learned. And I wanted help talking about those lessons. So I wanted to have clients that I felt really exemplified that lesson, come on and talk with me about it. So for today, we're going to talk about sales. And in a way, I feel like sales is kind of the entire like beginning, middle and end, because without sales, there just isn't really a business. So before we dig into that, I think maybe just tell me a little bit about how we started working together, what your business looks like now, what it looks like then. And then also like why sales is so important to the results that you have. 
Yeah, definitely. Well, hello, audience. So excited to be here with you. I found Sabrina and fell in love right away back in, oh my goodness, it feels like ages ago now, I think July, 2019, because it was my birthday month. And I remember reaching out to Sabrina and I was at about, I believe I was at about the 15, 20 K ish month um, sales wise, kind of up and down, but pretty consistent, kind of just stuck there. And I remember reaching out to Sabrina about a different program and it just wasn't open. It's like, okay, well, I know I need to work with you. I get to work with you. Like you're my person. And so we started working together and things have just absolutely skyrocketed. I mean, within the first like six months of my business working with Sabrina, I would say like the entire back end just completely transformed. Like I actually felt like a real business for the first time in my life. And it was absolutely amazing. And we've just skyrocketed since then. I mean, this past January was my first 100K sales month. We're working on the first cash month for 100K this month and just so many amazing things. And absolutely love, love, love it. And Sabrina's going to have a really tough time getting rid of me. So I'm <laughs> going to stay for a while. <laughs> yeah. So obviously it sounds like sales have changed a ton, right? So 15 to 20 K sales month to hundred K sales month going on hundred K cash month. Of course, I think it's a lot of things, right? It's mindset, it's marketing, it's consistency. And one of the reasons I love talking about sales is that it's a learnable skill. Whereas I feel like with something like marketing or mindset, there seems to be it's just a little bit trickier, if that makes sense, right? Like marketing is very multidimensional. When we talk about mindset, we talk about like trauma and wounding and, you know, limiting beliefs and limiting behaviors. But when it comes to sales, if you give someone the right offer, the right pricing, the right script, like, yes, you still have to market, you still need the mindset. And it's one of those things that can shift so quickly, I feel. Oh my goodness. Yes. And it's, I remember like being so terrified about sales when I first did like my very first sales call I ever did. I had me like I literally read it verbatim nearly in my pants and I am like obsessed with sales right now. I absolutely love sales because like you and I both know selling is serving. And so when you can shift your mindset around sales, you get to have so much fun with it. Like I get to help so many women transform their businesses, their lives when I go out and sell every single day every single day and you get to have just so much fun. It definitely is something that can be learned fairly quickly. I would definitely agree with you. So what I love about your business is you sell every day, you sell evergreen and you sell in the DMS. When was the last time you did a sales call? Oh my goodness. I have not done a sales call in 2021. What in we're in May. We're in May. Um, I, I don't do sales calls very often. I only hop on sales calls for programs typically 15k or more not always so I don't hop on many sales calls sell usually just in the dms it's just not needed and it's not really part of my lifestyle I like to be very flexible with my day and not need to be on sales calls so you get to create the business that you truly want and if sales calls aren't part of it babe it doesn't need to be Yeah. I love how your business I feel is transformed because I remember when you first started working together, you had a lot of different courses and group programs and you still have those things, but it was very much a launch based calendar. And now it's just completely evergreen. Do you remember the last time you did a live launch? No. And I like it chills because (laughs) it's been so long. I would say, I think it was early 2020 
maybe spring 2020 was my, my last live launch. It was for a course. I haven't done a live launch for a group program since early 2020, maybe even earlier. I just absolutely love Evergreen. I love that we can support women at any level 365 days a year. It's not capped to only Q1 or Q4 or Q3. And again, not everyone's business wants to look like that. That's just the way that I choose to support my clients. And I absolutely love it. I get to sell every day and we get to sign clients every single day as well. I love that. Our business is similar in that my coaching programs are also evergreen and I have live launches for my courses. So I love what you said about, you know, your business gets to look however you want, because for me, I really like that now my coaching programs are evergreen because of what you said, we get to serve people 365 because you couldn't get into the program that you wanted when you wanted it because it just wasn't open, which it worked out even better because now you're in the inner circle. So it worked out, but I've definitely been in that position before where someone wanted to sign up right then and there and I didn't have something for them. So they went off and hired someone else, which is fine. That's what was meant to happen. But I think it's so cool being able to just serve, you know, anyone at any time when they're ready for it. That being said, though, something that I see a lot of people struggle with in evergreen sales is creating urgency to get people across the line. Because if you can sign up whenever, it will take you forever for some people. So yeah. how do you overcome that? Or what would you tell someone who's thinking about taking their programs, rolling enrollment? I would definitely, number one is continuing to create awareness. I think this is the big thing people forget. Creating awareness as part of the sales process, creating awareness year round about your program. So people, A, don't forget about it, but it's always in their heads. Now creating urgency, like People feel safe with money. So if we give them forever to pay or forever to spend money, what you're technically doing with an evergreen program, it's open all year round. They will take forever to do so. And so create some urgency. Number of spots open this week, number of spots open this month that you're able to support. Bonus calls. Like for me personally, I have like a six-figure mastermind. We offer a bonus private kickoff call with me so we can skyrocket your business if you do hop in within the first 48 hours because I want you to get there even faster. I don't want you to have to wait. Let's get started ASAP. If it's not within the first 48 hours, you don't get that bonus call. And that's okay. You're still going to see results. But create some urgency with different bonuses, maybe incentives with you know discounts, things like that. And then awareness, testimonials, share about it and just be excited, be excited to share about your offers. Yeah. So I feel like when you take a program evergreen, it's almost as if you're always launching it, but like a light version, right? It's not like posting 300 times a day, but it might be just posting two or three times a week about the offer, reminding people that it exists and it's available to help them. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, because I think people are so used to getting really, really visible during a launch and then they never talk about the offer again until it's time to launch it again. Yeah. And that's just not how it works. Yeah. When you turn things evergreen, I mean, I know you do this, I do this. I like to share my offer, the programs we have available at least once or twice per week. We'll share testimonials about that program at least once or twice per week. We're sharing, you know, we're about to hop on a call for that program. Again, awareness, awareness, awareness but a very light version. Like you mentioned, you can definitely keep it simple. Yeah. I think something that also is really great about evergreen and something I've noticed about you is I feel like you like things to be very 
organized and systematic, like you don't want to have to reinvent the wheel all the time. So if you're constantly promoting the same program, you don't have to be creating all this new content 24 seven. And also I feel like the program is the content, like their wins, their testimonials, their questions is what drives the content because don't you take some of your Q and a video questions from the program? Yeah. Every single week we release a Q and a video. My team will pull a question from one of our programs, our client asked, and we'll answer it and share it in a video. And then also share a little bit about the program. So if people want to learn more about it, they can right there. And then they'll come and bombard us and ask us more questions, the DMS, and then they come and welcome, we welcome them into the program. But yeah, we take a lot of our content, give everyone a taste of what's inside your programs because they're going to want more once they can see it. Yeah, definitely. I love that. So something you mentioned earlier is like selling is serving. Can you explain what you mean by that a little bit more? Definitely. If we aren't talking about our offers, if we aren't sharing with others how they can work with us, they're going to be stuck in their problem until they find somebody else, right? When you're out there sharing how they can work with you, you're offering the solution to them. So you're serving, they can't get to the results they're looking for if they don't know how they can work with you, if they don't know about your offer, if they don't know it exists. And so that is how selling is serving because you get to help people when they hop into your programs and your courses, which again is why we sell every single day, all year round, even weekends, every single day we're selling. And we love it. We're a little obsessed with it. And that's how it should be. That's how it gets to be. (laughs) Yeah, I love that. And I think what makes that easier is just really deeply believing in your ability to help others. I feel like there's sometimes a story around selling that it has to be like icky, hard, sleazy, forceful, that you're taking something from someone. But I think if you can get really sold on yourself, on your program, and also how this is going to help someone else get more of what they want. I think selling definitely becomes just so much easier. I talk about this a lot in my program, sold out sales. And I know that you also have a sales program. I'm not sure if you sell it anymore because you're such an evergreen queen with your coaching programs. That's, that's your next course name, evergreen queen. I couldn't agree more. And the thing that really has helped me is just reframing those stories. I know you teach your clients this all the time. You know, if you believe sales is sleazy because, you know, the knife guy who would sell door-to-door knives would come to your house every day. And your mom said, don't answer the door. He's sleazy. Rewrite that story. Like you're a salesperson, you sell, you're not sleazy. Boom. Rewrite it. Like you can shift that quickly and you've just got to start today. Just get out there. I think one practical tip that is also helpful that will help your mindset and help grow your business is just really cataloging all of your testimonials. I think reading through those regularly. So you remember why you're doing this, which is to help people get results, whether that's losing weight, finding a romantic partner, growing their business, getting more visible on social, whatever it is, I think read the testimonials, but also share the testimonials. And I think that just really reprograms for you that you're here to help people. Yeah. And I do that. I do that a lot. I have a whole folder on my phone. I have a Google drive folder for my team. We have a testimonial channel or a team Slack channel. Like our testimonials are everywhere for that exact reason. So highly recommend it. Highly recommend it. Something that you said that I thought was interesting and funny and perfect and cute was that you don't get on the phone with someone unless they're going to pay you more than (laughs) $15,000. Yep. Yep. (laughs) And there are people who might be like struggling to sell a $1,500 program. Uh So 
what would you say, and I definitely have thoughts on this as well, but what would you say is kind of the key to high ticket sales? And in this case, let's think of high ticket sales as over $3,000. Yeah. The key here is really a big part of it's your messaging, right? Is it clear Mm -hmm. what the transformation is? Is it clear the route on how they're going to get there? Is it clear on other results, their wins that people have gotten? Is it clear that you're the person that can help them get there? And truly like your excitement about it. I think that's such a big thing. You know, I do a lot of voice messaging in the DMs when we're selling and people can hear my excitement. Like, I'm so excited to support you, babe. You know, this is what I see for you really showing, you know, what's possible for them as well. So kind of a mix of all of those things really goes into high ticket sales, really any ticket, low, mid, any kind of sale. And I'm sure you've heard this so many times you're listening, you know, it is just as I'm like air quote, like easier, difficult, whatever terminology you want to use to sell a $50 ebook as it is a $5,000 group coaching program. I promise you it's just as easy or difficult if that's the terminology you want to use, but let's stick to easy because it gets to be easy. So those are definitely a few of the things I would say are, are definitely important there. Definitely. So I, I have, you know, a lot of really high ticket programs, anywhere from 30 to 50 K. Um, and you know, also like 10 K all sorts of prices over the years, but something that I found is that in a way, yes, it's just as easy and it's maybe even a hint easier, just a hint to sell Mm -hmm. high ticket. And I think the reason why is because if someone is investing at that level, they've probably invested many times before, which means that initial kind of like mindset hurdle Mm -hmm. has almost like been surpassed. Like I feel sometimes like I'm like pulling teeth during a course launch to get someone to invest like 997 to change their life. And like, they want me to like sign away, you know, my firstborn child guaranteeing that this will be like the best investment they've ever made. But then if someone's investing 50 K it's like, okay, yeah, here you go. Thanks so much. Can't wait. And I think it's because if someone is investing high ticket, they are investing at the level that is appropriate for them. Just like someone who's investing low ticket is investing at the level that is appropriate for them. So I definitely agree. Like they're both just as easy or hard in the sense that they're making the right investment for their level, which means whatever objections they have, you're going to overcome. And it almost feels just a little bit easier to play on the higher ticket field. I'd agree. I would definitely agree. It's very, very easy for us to fill our, you know, 10 K 15 K programs because of that. And I think like, just thinking back to, I hopped on a phone call with you for the inner circle way back July, 2019. And I don't think I had too many objections. Like, I'm pretty sure I was ready, like right away. I don't think I had any, I'm pretty sure I put my deposit in like that night. I don't think I had any. Yeah. Yeah. Really. It's more of just like my fear. And it was yeah. the biggest investment I had ever made that too. But Yeah, definitely. It was the biggest investment you'd ever made. And also you had made investments before. So that kind of like, oh, is it worth it? Like, will I ever make my money back? Like maybe there was still some of that for sure. And you had probably felt that before and like proven yourself wrong. Like, oh, look, like I can do this. And I think that's what makes it easier as you go on, because I've even noticed with myself making business investments now, like hiring a team member, it feels so much easier to commit to a virtual assistant now than it did, let's say four years ago when I didn't have as many resources or like hiring my first ever VA compared to now hiring, let's say like the 20th. There's just so much more experience. And so 
the question then becomes, well, how do I attract those clients? I think it's exactly what you said, messaging and positioning. Yeah, it's definitely important being excited about it and just have fun. Like at the end of the day, this is your business. If you're not enjoying it, if you're not enjoying sales and supporting your clients and maybe this isn't the thing for you and that's okay, but like have fun with it and find a way to have fun with it. If what you're currently doing isn't fun and enjoyable, there's always different ways to do things, right? Sales calls, selling the DMs, email marketing. There's so many different ways to be selling for your business. Yeah. One thing that I have found to be so true about sales is that the fortune is in the follow-up. This year, I have been doing a lot of master classes. So like I did my manifestation challenge, then I did my sales queen challenge, then my content workshop. And what I've noticed is that there are people who maybe they didn't sign up for Abundant AF in January, but because they kept coming to my workshops, now they're signing up for the accelerator or for sold out sales or something else. And even with higher ticket sales, let's say I do a sales call with someone and they don't close right away because I didn't do urgency check, no, no fast action bonuses, but I follow up with them, you know, maybe over the course of one or two weeks, they give themselves that permission slip and they're ready to sign. But what if I hadn't followed up? Yeah. They'd either be with somebody else or still stuck. Exactly where they were. Yeah. I think a lot of times we confuse a no with a not right now. Yes, definitely. And no is okay. Like it's totally fine. Yeah. Right now is okay too, but make note of it. Follow back up. Let them know that you genuinely care about them. Follow up. Hey, Sabrina, have you been, been thinking about you? Like as simple as that, a quick follow-up human connection is so important when it comes to sales. So, so, so important when people can feel that care because they're about to, you know, go into your hands. You're going to support them. So definitely, definitely fortune is in the follow-up mark everyone, open your lead tracker, everybody get your lead tracker going and use it every single day. We're in our lead trackers every day, even with where we're at in our level, because we want to be able to serve as many women as possible. Mm, I love that. Yeah. I've always said that scaling isn't about, you know, selling more products, but it's about finding a way to help more people. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so, so true. Something that I was just thinking about is like lead trackers are so great. Following up is so great because maybe someone just needed a little extra love to be ready to say yes. And also I think something we're both really good at is retaining clients Mm -hmm. and either having them ascend to the next program or just kind of like staying and continuing on with us. Mm -hmm. Do you have any tips on how to do that? Or just like, can you explain why it is like more cost-effective to keep an existing client than to go acquire a new one? Yes, definitely. It's always, always great to resign clients. It's much cheaper for you as a business owner. It doesn't cost nearly as much of your time, your energy to go and find new clients. And once a client has already gone through one of your programs, they like, no trust, absolutely love you. And so it's much easier for them to move into that next level. So some tips that I always like to recommend is, have something available for them, first of all, right? Whether it's to re-sign into the same container or move into the next level, have something available for them and make it very clear of what those steps kind of are and have a conversation. I think that's the big thing we kind of forget about is having that conversation of, hey, we're about to wrap up like one month from now, would love to support you. So proud of you and how far you've gone. And like, here's what's next. Here's what's possible and taking them through that container. Um, But just having something available and knowing that it's an option. 
I've had a lot of clients come to me, not even like think that that's something that they could do in their business and um, just continuing to improve client experience. So client experience is so important to us. And I've worked a lot with Sabrina on this too, so that we can just improve our containers, you know, getting surveys from clients. Like, what did you love about the program? What could we improve? What would you like to see so that we can continue to improve that client experience to bring more people in and have more people stick around? Yeah, I think client experience is huge. And I also think it's exactly what you said, like why people want to stick around because it's fun and they know they're supported and they know they're going to get results. And I think also with group programs, especially there's a community, like you start to make relationships and make friends. And I think that's something people just want to keep participating in, especially because some people say entrepreneurship is lonely. I say it doesn't have to be like it can be, but it doesn't have to be. I think, especially if you find like the right coach in the right container. And I think that client experience is so key to that, but it's also, I think is what it's, what's going to make people keep going with you. Like they're not going to stay with you because they love the modules. Like the modules are great, but it's going to be because of the coaching and the community. Right. hundred percent agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. So we've talked about selling is serving. We've talked about the fortune is in the follow-up. We've talked about the need for selling every day. Something I think we should touch on before we wrap up is sales mindset. And I think just being able, one, to sell every day, two, to overcome objections and keep going. But three, I think just to like raise your rates. So when it comes to high ticket sales mindset or even just evergreen sales mindset, the ability to sell every day, where do we start? Like, what do we need to look at first? Is it money mindset? Is it sales skills? Like, what do we do? Yeah, mindset always first. Mindset before strategies. If you truly don't believe that selling is serving or that you can increase your prices, right? If there's like that lack of worthiness or whatever the story is that you're telling yourself, you're not going to be able to move forward or it's going to be very difficult to move forward. Got to believe it first. So start to shift some of those stories, whatever the story is, whether it's selling is, you know, I'm, I'm sleazy. Salespeople are liars. I'm taking people's money. Like whatever that story is, start to shift it right now in this very moment, right? Money is an infinite source. They can get it back. You're serving and start to move forward like little by little. But first you've got to know where your mindset is right now with all of it before you can implement strategies aren't going to work very well if your mindset has not been touched and touch it every single day, spend time with it every single day. Yeah. Something that just came up for me was like how much my private coaching rates have increased over the years. I don't do private coaching anymore. Inner circle is kind of my version of private. But when I started private coaching, my first ever package was six weeks for 997, my first ever. And then it became, I think like 7,500 for six months. Then it became 12,500. Then it became 15K. Then it became 25K. And then it became a year for 75K. And then it just went up from there. I think the last time I sold a private package was 100K for a year. And I haven't sold private coaching in over two years now. Yeah. Maybe longer. It's so funny to look back at that. I think my very first, when I transitioned to business coaching, a few years ago, my very first package was, I want to say 2K for three months with weekly, weekly hour coaching calls 
complete boxer act, like wild, wild. And then I think I bumped it up $500 every single time. And now I'm at like 20K for a six month, you know, private package. It's, it can transform very, very quickly. And if I were to go back, I definitely would have had my prices much higher if I had worked on my mindset back then, if I had known what that really was about. Yeah. And also like everybody starts somewhere, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, f- five years later, I can say that my first ever coaching package was a thousand dollars, less than a thousand dollars for six weeks for six weekly calls plus boxer access. I think that's like 750 a month, maybe, maybe less. I don't know how math works. 600 bucks a month, something like that. So I think that, because sometimes I'll see clients struggle because they'll come to me and they'll be like, I want my private coaching package to be $5,000 a month. And it's like, okay, well, you've never even sold an intensive. So like, not, it's not that we should like rein it back in, but it's just like, sometimes I think what serves your mindset is making the sale. Mm -hmm. Like, I think it's so worth it to just like, keep believing that the sale is going to come and just hold that vision. And also I sometimes feel like putting these like big random prices that aren't even like anchored for us. I feel like it almost is a way to set us up for failure Mm -hmm. because we like want to be rejected and we want to hear people say no, no, no over and over and over again. But if you were, you know, either posting more frequently, right. Cause it's like my package is $5,000. And also I never post on social media. Why is nobody signing up? And it's like, well, you know, why don't, why don't we get on some free coaching calls? Why don't we sell some intensives? Like, you know, why don't, why don't we reassess? It's funny. I did a poll. It was probably about a month or two now, a month or two ago, I did a poll on my Instagram stories asking my audience, okay, like how often are you selling right now? Like, let's figure out how we can help move the needle forward for you. 80% of those who answered my poll they were selling, it was like one of the quiz polls. You had multiple answers. They were selling either once per month or twice per month. Like my mind was blown. I could not believe it. So you get to sell every single day in your business, every single day. It literally gets to become a habit. Like go yeah. look at, you know, Nordstrom, go look at the grocery stores. They sell every single day. Could you imagine if they like closed and really open for one day a month? Doesn't wild work. sell every single day. And I think it is so much easier to sell high ticket and charge those high rates when you are selling every day, because even if people aren't buying every day, you're letting people know, and you're showing up and you're getting visible, therefore building relationships, growing your sales funnel, attracting more leads. It then becomes a lot easier to attract and convert the right people. Exactly. So I think that's also a big piece of it too. Just if you do want to charge high ticket, like how would the version of you that gets paid $5,000 a month for private show up. Exactly. And start to shift into that 100%. Because that's who they're looking for too. Like they want to see that energy from you. They want to see that version of you. Yeah. Because that's in a sense what they're buying, right? Mm -hmm. Like no one's actually buying, you know, I want six video modules. Like they're buying a whole new life, if that makes sense. Yeah. Couldn't have said it better. Mm -hmm. So I think that's just what people, people get to lean into and what you get to hold space for 100%. Any kind of like last words of wisdom when it comes to sales or just maybe even anything you've noticed about how I do sales in my last five years in business? My biggest thing is just sell every single day. You get to, this is something Sabrina taught us in our circle girls, but you get to, I hope this is okay to say. Pete, let's go for it. 
I know. You could see like shove those sales balls down their throats. Like as long as they like approve, of course, like with, with consent. I think that's what your mom said. With, with <laughs> consent. Like sell every single day in your business. And that doesn't necessarily mean you need to get on Instagram stories and say, Hey, I'm a coach. Come work with me every day. There are dozens and dozens of ways to sell in your business, sending out an email and letting people know how they can sign on to work with you, popping on stories, showing graphics, CTA on your captions in the DMS. Like we do, like there's so many different ways to sell, do something every day to move the needle forward. Sales balls. Sales balls. That's it. Yeah. So if anyone's like, what are we talking about? I tell my clients sometimes like, show me your sales balls. Basically, like, I just want to see you go all the way in on selling this thing with consent, of course. Right. Of course. (laughs) Of course. But yeah, so that's, that's sales, I would say. And I think that is kind of what it does take to be able to sell every day. I think you have to have a very nice pair of sales balls. I'd agree. I have a very nice one. Yeah. I just, oh my goodness. We're so inappropriate, but I think there is just something about sales that people struggle with so much because there's just like shame around it. And I think there's a lot of confusion around it. And I think it also is one of those areas that feels very vulnerable because it sucks to get on a sales call and get rejected. And I think sales balls is just knowing like, okay, on to the next one. Like you said, no, that's fine. The next person will say, yes, I'm going to keep going but also like being willing to make the pitch. So many people get on a sales call and they'll be like, okay, great. Like I'll email you like, no, like make the offer, follow up, take action, put them in your lead tracker, sell up, sell every day. Exactly. I, I don't even know how many no's I had before I had my first yes. Like that. Yes. will come. Just keep going, keep going, keep going. Don't give up after two no's keep going. And definitely be ready to handle objections. It's very normal. We're human. People Mm -hmm. will have objections. If they didn't have objections, they wouldn't need to hire you. Exactly. Everyone, everyone has objections. Can they be slim? Can they be like pretty simple objections to work through? Definitely. But everyone's going to have some type of objection. It's very normal to do so. I love that. Yeah. And I think also the last thing I'll kind of say before we wrap up is, in a sense, sales is statistics, right? So we know from conversion rates, let's say out of every 100 people, 98 of them are going to say no, but two will say yes. But those two could mean $10,000 for your business. Mm-hmm. So is it worth it to have hundred conversations or to make, you know, daily Instagram posts? You betcha, right? Because it actually doesn't take that much to make, let's say hundred thousand dollars a year. If you have a $5,000 package, you only need 20 clients Mm -hmm. over the course of 12 months, right? You have 365 days to get 20 clients. Yep, exactly. And once you start to gather some of those numbers and some of those statistics, you can start to improve it. So instead of every two out of a hundred, it's three out of a hundred, four out of a hundred. So start to definitely keep that in mind. I do also believe at the end of the day, like business, it really is a numbers game. Once you get into the habit of it and know what some of your numbers are, it's always yeah. about improving them and how you can just improve some of those conversions. Yeah. But your number will always be zero if you don't get into the game. Yeah. You've got to start, trust yourself, go mm-hmm. serve, 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 serve. Yeah. Thank you so much, Melissa. You are just the perfect person, I think, to talk about with sales because I don't think anyone listening could be like, oh my gosh, Melissa Lynn is so sleazy. 
I think they're just like, oh my gosh, how do I become her best friend? <laughs> oh, you're so sweet. Thank you for having me. It's so much fun. I love chatting sales and all things business. So I'm here anytime. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Melissa. Thanks for listening to the Sabrina Phillip podcast. If you're a six-figure boss that's ready to build her seven-figure empire, then I invite you to join us inside of the Millionaire Mastermind. The Millionaire Mastermind is for women who are ready to work their way up to 100K months with very little hustle and a whole lot of flow. I have had 16 clients hit seven figures in that elusive millionaire status, and I want you to be next. Go to sabrinaphillip.com forward slash application for more details. I've got a video up there for you with everything you need to know. And cheers to you, future millionaire.